You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're spending your time with me. And I am speaking with an incredible guest this week. He is 15-year-old Daniel Bissonnette. He's a child prodigy, and he's one of the most in-demand youth keynote speakers in health and wellness. He's one of the world's top most 100 influential vegans. He's an award-winning international speaker, an activist, and the best-selling author of Daniel's Breakfast Burst. His new book is The Biology of Greatness, and you can get that at thebiologyofgreatness.com forward slash unstressed. And basically, in this interview, we cover everything that you need to know to up-level your health and your wellness, to express your full genius potential. Because as Daniel says in the show, we're all gifted. We all have this level of genius inside of us. It's what we do. It's how we feed our bodies. It's how we move. It's how we create our environments that actually helps that genius be expressed. So not only is this an amazing episode for you, the listener, but if you have children, this is something that you can listen to with them because Daniel is 15 years old. So I absolutely think children respond more to their peers. And when you have a peer, you know, expounding this information, this knowledge that he spent years and years researching, I think it'll really hit home. Um, so I just, I loved speaking with him. He's so incredibly passionate. He's so incredibly knowledgeable on these subjects. He's, he's completely obsessed like me, probably like you as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please share it with at least one friend. And of course, as I always ask, if you haven't already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Love you guys. Before we dive into this episode, I want to talk about show sponsor, Public Goods. Now, you've probably seen in my stories on Instagram, I take their products everywhere with me. I love the hand sanitizer. I eat the muesli probably every single day. It's so nutritionally rich and it tastes so, so good. It's so much better than oatmeal. And I also really love the hand soap, which is always on hand during a pandemic or anytime. And we've worked out an exclusive deal just for the Motherhood Unstressed podcast listeners. You receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's $15 free. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com forward slash unstressed or use the code unstressed at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash unstressed to receive your $15 off your first order. Well, hello, Danielle. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I know your bio, but for our listeners, what got you started? What was the spark that led to this obsession with health and wellness and activating our own individual greatness? Yeah. So it really all started for me in grade six. Uh, when my teacher told me that I failed the gifted test and that I wasn't gifted in anything. And even though by that time I was already a national speaker and author, it still really hurt me because I wanted to be a genius so bad, right? It's like having a superpower, except not in a film, but in real life. Imagine how cool it would be to get straight A's effortlessly or have no homework at the end of the day. So it was such an exciting thought. And I honestly believed that I was special, that I was a genius, right? I'm sure I'm not the only one. But <laughs> here I was being told that I wasn't gifted in anything and that I might even have a writing disability. So it really hurt me. And then my mom suggested something to me that was a real game changer. She suggested, what if my teacher was wrong? What if I could become genius? And it really got me thinking because, you know, I, I thought that this was, uh, that genius was something that you cannot change. You know, you're born genius or you're not, right? So I started to look into it. And all I found was limiting beliefs. Like only one quarter or 1% of the population is born genius. 
So the rest of us, if you're not born with it, well, there's nothing you can do about it. And so the 99.75% of us, I guess, are just supposed to sit back and watch the geniuses change the world while we sit <laughs> on our lazy boy couch. <laughs> and that didn't sound right to me. But I kept looking into it, and I found something truly fascinating. Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, Nikola Tesla, Leonardo da Vinci, and many more great geniuses ate a very different diet from the standard population. So is that a coincidence? Or is there something to that, right? So I continued to look into it. And six months later, with no glimpse of hope, I was ready to give up. But then one day as I was running to school, I, run into a, I ran into a bee and the bee stung me right in the neck. Ooh. And it, neck is a very painful place to be stung. Now, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, so I kind of started telling everyone at school that I got stung in the neck. But I was thinking about it all day because it was a very painful sting. And a thought sparked. What makes a queen bee a queen bee? And how do they decide whether the larva becomes a worker or a queen? And all these, all these thoughts about the bees flooded my mind. And so when I came home, I just decided to dive right into it and learn everything I could about the bees. So I went full on. The bees became my new obsession. And these are very interesting creatures. And we don't give them enough respect. And they actually have a lot more in common with us than we previously realized. So what's really fascinating about the bees is that what we've been taught in schools and what we previously thought about the bees was completely backwards. Mm. Every single larva in the beehive is genetically a queen bee. So they don't have the potential to be a queen or it's not like, uh, it's not like they have the gene, but it's off. It's on. They are mm. queen bees. Everything is, is, all the genes are on. They're a queen bee. And if they continued to develop like that, they would be a queen. But obviously there's only one queen bee. So what do they do? Well, they're fed bee bread, which is made from pollen and honey, and it contains a plant flavonoid called pecumeric acid, and that turns off the queen genes and shrinks the larva's ovaries. So you look at it, and it's like, wow. So there's, there's greatness inside of every single worker bee that has just been turned off. And we've been told that royal jelly is some magical substance that turns an ordinary larva into a queen bee, and it is nutrient-dense, and if you consume it, you might become a queen bee, right? So... <laughs> There are so many health products that are labeled, you know, royal jelly. And royal jelly isn't actually that special. In fact, it is just a nutrient-dense mixture, but it doesn't have anything that turns on queen genes because the queen is already a queen. As long as she avoids the bee bread, as long as she avoids the plant flavonoids, she's going to be a queen. And so that's why she eats a diet of exclusively royal jelly. It's not because royal jelly is a magical substance. It's because um. what she doesn't eat is actually more important than what she does eat. And this is revolutionary because, well, first off, it's the same for humans. And what do I mean by that? Because obviously we're not bees and we're not going to grow wings anytime soon. But what I mean by that is there's this breakthrough science. And after, after I discovered all this about the bees, the first thing that, that came popped up in my, my head was this question. I'm like, this is great, but what about humans? Because obviously we're not bees. So does this apply to us? You know, most people would probably think that there's no way that applies to us. But, you know, I was a kid. I was curious. I had questions. Mm. So I started to look into it, and I discovered this breakthrough science called epigenetics. And this was many years ago back then when epigenetics wasn't really that popular. But right. what was really revolutionary about this is I found that epigenetics was exactly how the bees turn on their genius or their greatness. And so if you look at the, the queen bee, she gets put in a special queen cell, her environment, and she gets fed royal jelly, which is the food she eats. So just like epigenetics, you can alter your DNA with your environment and with your food. However, unlike the bees who can only alter their genetic expression as larvae, we can do it throughout our entire lives. So it's really empowering. But at the same time, you got to be careful what you're doing because every single step 
every single day, right? Every meal, every shower, your environment, everything you're doing affects your genetic expression. So you could be turning on your greatness, but if you're not turning on greatness, what are you turning on? Right. The cancer gene. So you got to know what you're doing. And you, and this is, this is the biology of greatness. This is a concept behind, you know, my new book, the biology of greatness. Cause people are like, well, Daniel, what is the biology of greatness? Well, this is it. Just like the, the worker bee has greatness inside of them, the genetics to be a queen bee, the genetics of greatness. You too have the greatness inside of you, the biology to become even greater. And this biology of greatness, once you unleash it and once you learn to unlock it, you're going to have an edge over everyone else. And this is what I've been learning and researching and experimenting with myself over the past four years, just to figure out how can we turn on or how can I turn on my greatness, my biology of greatness. At just 15 years old, I am an international speaker, best-selling author. I was uh, rated in 2017 as one of the world's top 100 most influential vegans. I'm the most in-demand youth keynote speaker in the health and wellness industry. And, you know, I'm an author of two books. And, you know, this is just, this is just the beginning. I don't want to go on too much about my bio. But, <laughs> but after seeing these results, I'm like, it's wow. So mm-hmm. I got to share this with the world because imagine how much better or how much more improved people's lives would be if they had this information. Right. So I started teaching people this over the past few years. And saw some amazing results. This kid I was coaching who had depression. After my talk, he came up to me, or his mom came up to me and said, I need help with my son. At just 10 years old, he was wasting his time with video games, which which is normal for kids these days. Oh, yeah. But he also was really depressed, and he wasn't really doing much. He was spending all day on on Fortnite. So she came up to me and and asked for help. And so I started coaching this kid. And what we did was we, first off, we redesigned his diet because depression usually starts in the gut with a serotonin uh, deficiency. So serotonin is a a neurotransmitter and most of the serotonin is actually produced in the gut. So if you don't have a healthy gut microbiome, which unfortunately a lot of people don't, then you're not gonna have enough serotonin production, which leads to depression. This episode is sponsored by Smart for Life. The Smart for Life program is a healthy way for quick and safe weight loss. By following the program correctly, you can burn 3,500 calories or one pound every two days. It was created by Dr. Sasan Mulavi, who's a bariatric physician with over 20 years of experience. The Smart for Life diet can help you lose weight the healthy and sustainable way. And so what happens on this diet? Well, you get to eat cookies, but they're not just regular cookies. It's um, five to six cookies that you eat throughout the day with a glass of water, and they're full of protein and fiber, and they're low in sugar. So it's everything that your body needs to be healthy without all of the other junk. And if you're not a fan of cookies, I don't know how that could be but some people aren't. They also have delicious soups and shakes. So this is a very effective diet to help you lose weight if you've been struggling and nothing is budging and you're looking for something new and safe and actually healthy to do that. So head over to smartforlife.com and check out their program today. So it has to do with how healthy your gut microbiome is and it also has to do with the food you're eating doesn't have enough uh, serotonin building blocks in it, right? Enough tryptophan. If it doesn't, that could cause depression. And also 70% of your immune system is in your gut microbiome. So you got to make sure you have a healthy gut microbiome. So we worked on that and I, I don't remember how long it was like, a, I think it was like a month or two we worked on that. And then I'm like, okay, we got to give this kid a purpose. And this was the biggest thing for me. When I had my Daniel show on YouTube where I would film episodes every week, it was so fulfilling and it had, it, it gave me something to 
kind of achieve every single week. So we got this kid, uh, we decided this kid's going to have a YouTube channel and he's going to share his passion with music, uh, just with the world, because he was a very talented musician. He could play the piano and he could play the clarinet. So he just started his channel and his, his video is at, as, is at 2K views already, which is, uh, wow. which is pretty good, you know, for a channel that just started. But that's that kid and, and he's doing great. And then I, I've uh, recently coached this guy named Simon. He wants to stay anonymous, so I'm not going to share his last name. But he was he was kind of a little bit more uh, health-aware than most people, but he was still eating the standard American diet mainly. So fast, easy foods, you know, not much cooking done at home, a lot of breads, a lot of sugars, a lot of fructose in his diet, and a lot of soy sauce too. And soy, soy is an endocrine disruptor. Massive brain fog, low energy. And most of all, when I got on a call with him, he said, that he knew his body and his brain was not performing at its peak. And that is just one of the worst feelings you can have. Mm -hmm. So I started coaching this guy like um, two months ago. And I got a a message just last Saturday saying, Daniel, something is working. I finally got to uh, have enough energy to go hang out with my friends after work because most of the days or or pretty much ever since, you know, ever since a while, like a while ago, he's uh, been, after work, just so tired and so drained mm-hmm. because of his diet, because he doesn't have enough energy, that he would sit on the couch, watch TV, and go to bed. Right. But because he's implementing these steps to upgrade his diet and upgrade his environment, he's seeing massive results. He's got more energy, and he told me, it's like my days are longer now. And so we're told that your time is your greatest asset, and you can't buy more time. But if you do have a healthier diet, not only are you going to live longer, but you'll have more energy in the day, and you'll have more time in the day. Because it's also about making your sleep more efficient. Sleep is a time when your body kind of organizes all of the information in your brain, but it also cleans your brain and it cleans your body. So if you are full of toxins, you're going to need to sleep longer. So if you have a quick and and efficient sleep because you're not loaded with toxins, you can sleep less and you'll have more time in the day to enjoy life. And when you're way more productive, you can get more work done and have more time in the day to spend time with your family, with your kids, or just, you know, with your friends, whatever you'd like. So it's yeah. kind of like this, this thing where we realize that entrepreneurs spend most of their life trying to make money. And until they realize that all they can have all the money in the world, but without their health, it's worthless. Yeah. Just look at Steve Jobs. Well, and that's what's so powerful, I think, in the work that you're doing. It's like it does revolutionize how we look at food, how we look at health, what what true happiness and true success really is. Like you have this long list of accomplishments, but I think the key to your success, the key is that you have found your mission, your purpose, and you are absolutely changing lives in the process. And I've been very open about my sister. She has stage four cancer. And, you know, as you were talking about turning on cancer genes, turning off, it gives me such hope as someone who speaks to her and tries to give her, you know, healthy tips every single day. Like this is possible. You can get better. You can heal because of the knowledge that is out there right now in real yes, time. people have to be open though. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've definitely gotten a lot of eye rolls from people, not just my sister, but it's like, it does, it gives people so much hope because I think, you know, a lot of people grow up on the standard American diet. They feel like this is all they know. This is their habit. This is how they eat. This is what they like. And so their life is just, you know, they're going to be overweight. They're going to be sluggish for the yeah, rest and, of their lives. Talk to us about how you can turn that around. What can they do? Well, we're told it's genes, you know. Right. And by the way, I like to get into cancer. It is not actually, a, when, when they refer to cancer genes, it's not actually a gene. It's yeah. uh, the cancer gene is, and this is going to sound pretty crazy. Cancer gene is a defense mechanism that your body has. So at birth, you're given uh, 
you're given one from your mother and one from your father, and that's and your, each cell has this defense mechanism, this genetic defense mechanism. When both fail, that cell, once it's mutated, can multiply as much as it wants, and that is cancer. Now, a lot of us have cancer inside of our bodies, but it's such a small amount, and that cell can't replicate. It can't. It, it, that defense mechanism is there, so it doesn't allow the cell to duplicate, and because of that, our body just gets rid of it. It flushes it out. So it's kind of scary to think you have cancer in here right now, but but it's on such a small scale, and that cell can't duplicate. That's perfectly fine. But mm-hmm. once that cell that cell defense mechanism fails, that's when you get cancer because that cell becomes a tumor. It starts to develop extremely fast. So it's, it's much better to prevent these things before they happen. Now I've known some friends who have survived from cancer. However, I am not uh, I'm not an expert in this, and if I was to give advice, I would still say you should consult with your doctor because of liability reasons. But it's, it's just really important. You have to have people who are very open yeah. because if people aren't open, and I know I've, I've got so many friends and I'm sure you can relate to this, who just really aren't open to this stuff. And, but, but they've been, they've been family friends for so many years that you can't kick them out of your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but it's, it's, it's by constantly reminding these people and giving them slight little practical uh, tips that they think are very, uh, that they think are fine. Because you might get into all this, these, this health, uh, you know, these health recommendations, and they might go, uh, you're, first off, either you're crazy or that's too expensive. I'm not going to buy organic food, right? Or, I'm not going to take a cold shower. That's not comfortable. I don't like that. Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't really, uh, I've refrained from sharing the cold shower story with people who are close-minded because that is one of those things that, uh, well, first off, it's all over YouTube, so people can check it out anyways. <laughs> but it's not something I'm going to start recommending people because uh, I want to stick with diet, something that people, when, when they're closed-minded. Uh, but anyway, anyways, uh, I don't want to get into this too much because obviously the people who are listening to this are probably not closed-minded and they want to take control of their health or upgrade their biology to achieve you know, more success. Most of the listeners here are parents. What are some easy things that we can do to incorporate these healthy things that can turn on our own, our own genius, turn on our kids' genius, and really give us the best foundation for our health? Even, you know, even 30-year-olds listening in right now because obviously things can change. So my parents spent like two, two decades figuring out the best diet for me and my brother. So it's, uh, and, and we're still learning because health is something that is uh, so, so, unique, so complicated. Mm-hmm. Science is always changing, but we've, we've come to a place where we've figured out pretty much this is it. And I want to get into it right now. So first off, kids are, they're very, um, they're at that age where they're not going to, they're going to trust you. So if you give them if you give them junk food or you make that stuff available in the house, they're gonna eat it. But if you give them, you know, like and and, and I don't want this to sound like oh, give them broccoli, but like it's really important. And I'm a very passionate chef. And if you look at it from a kid's point of view, for example, like I would say I'm still a kid, you know, I'm 15. But if you look at it from a kid's point of view, I'm willing to eat vegetables, but it's gotta be tasty. Yeah. And I'm a very passionate chef, so figuring out how to make really delicious vegetable dishes is something that I've been doing for many years now. So, I, for example, I yeah, you know, I had cheesecake for breakfast, but it was it was a carefully designed cheesecake that what? I made myself. So <laughs> they're like, "Well, it's crazy, uh, Daniel. I thought you were healthy." Yeah, but and got no cane sugar in it. There's no gluten, and 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 I don't make a graham cracker crust. No, I don't. <laughs> but it's about making these healthy. And getting the kids involved when you're making these healthy yeah. dishes that taste good. And when you do that, you get the kids involved. And, and I highly recommend you teach your kids from a very young age how to cook and give them the freedom. Because as soon as you tell a kid he can't or she can't, that's the first thing they're going to do. So you ha- And I see parents do this so many times. I had this friend 
whose dad would make the this smoothie he thought it was healthy. He would throw in peppers, tomatoes, blueberries, and, and, and every vegetable he could throw into the smoothie. And then as soon as his kids would drink it, he would give them chocolate-covered almonds. And that is not the way to do it. When you get your kids involved and you can make a delicious vegetable saute, you can make delicious soups that are super nutritious, and you get them involved in that, it's so much fun. My parents got me involved in healthy eating whenever, you know, when, when I was three years old. Wow. And ever since then, I've been helping my dad out in the kitchen until the point where I was the one in the kitchen making the dishes. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to educate. And people would always ask me at school, oh, you're not allowed to eat this or you're not allowed to eat that. And I would always tell them, I'm allowed but I'm educated. Wow. And so it's really important to educate your kids because once they understand what this food is and what junk food is going to do to your body, you know, and, and they're kids, so they might not have a full understanding, but if they can just get the picture of what it will do to them, and if you educate them, and once they're older, they'll start to understand a little bit more about the why, but if you, if you give them the what and what it's going to do to them, they're going to understand it and they're going to stay away from it. I know I only had candy once and it was when I had a marshmallow and I snuck it behind my parents' back because, <laughs> because I wanted to try what it was. Um, but, I, but I felt horrible after it. And it was, you know, it was one of those things and I'm like, I'm never going to do this again. And it's yeah. because I was educated and I was educated really well. And it's so important to educate your kids. And obviously when kids are really young, they're only going to eat what's in front of them. So if you, if you have junk food in your closet – what are they going to do? Are they going to eat an apple or are they going to eat, you know, junk food? They're going to go for the junk food. So right. if you, out of sight, out of mind, if you keep it out of sight, and then once they start hitting that age where they start hanging out with friends and their friends' houses and then the junk is available, you have to make sure they're educated. And that's the best thing and that's the best way to do it. Don't restrict your kids, but at the same time, educate them. And that's that's the best way my parents have done it and, and, and it has worked wonders. And I highly recommend you do that too. And like I said, if you can make a fantastic dish full of, wonderful spices and herbs that's just going to taste wonderful. And yeah, you can make it out with vegetables. Your kids are going to love it. So yeah. it's and I about, think that's it's, the biggest thing too. Like parents don't think that their kids are smart enough to really understand these higher level nutritional concepts. But if you share like what your parents did, like get you in the kitchen, have you making it, have you making it taste delicious? It's almost like a natural evolution of, of taste and power yeah, yeah. And, and, and health. And then also, I, I didn't grow up eating junk food. It's not something that I find normal, which a lot of kids right. have. So right. it's quite, it's quite, um, yeah, also, I wouldn't, I was raised on a raw vegan diet for the first few years of my life. I don't recommend That's pretty ever, special. That's yeah. pretty unusual. However, I don't recommend raising your kids on a vegan or a raw food uh, vegan diet because there are very key nutrients in animal products, like specifically egg yolks, that are essential for the development of the brain. I'd also highly recommend have, having iodine and giving your, your kids iodine because parents who give their kid or who have enough iodine their kids are got a, a good iq a high iq however parents who are deficient in iodine their kids will have a lower iq in fact back then when parents were chronically deficient in iodine when uh, it was to the point where people were getting swollen up thyroids and their neck was all swollen up kids would have a really low iq and once they start to introduce iodine back into the diet first off the, the thyroid the swollen neck went away and then we start to see people with higher iq so be aware that there's a link between IQ and iodine because iodine is uh, essential for circuit boards. And our brain's not exactly a circuit board, but at the same time, it works electrically. So you got to give your your uh, kids enough, uh, you know, or yourself enough iodine if you are a pregnant mother, because your babies are going to need that iodine. And that's how their brain's going to function. And it's an essential nutrient. And I think like 40% of the population is deficient in iodine. So 
So something that you've got to test and make sure you're not deficient in because it's a really key nutrient. That's so incredible yeah. because is iodine the same thing as salt? Because all of the food in America is so salt dense. Does that, is that something different? Uh, very different. Yeah. Okay. Iodine is, is very different from salt. Salt is, uh, is so sea salt, sea salt's kind of like a complete food. There's a bunch of minerals and our body needs minerals. That's why it craves the salt. Mm-hmm. But table salt is completely different. Table salt is taking that mineral rich sea salt, stripping it of its minerals and then stripping it of its natural iodine because salt naturally is iodine. When you have sodium and iodine together, it's not harmful. But when you have pure sodium, it is harmful. Mm-hmm. So that's why we got to stay away from, heart, uh, stay away from right. Uh, salt, right? But it's because it's stripped from its iodine. And they found that that causes a lot of issues. So you have to include iodine if you're going to strip away the iodine. You have to include it back in the salt. So companies would strip the natural iodine and then sell that as a separate product, sell all the other minerals as a separate product, add in a synthetic iodine, sell it as table salt or as iodized table salt mm-hmm. because it sounds healthier. And then boom, we have a huge issues popping up from people consuming table salt. And you're like, stay away from salt. Don't right. sell your food. Be aware because table salt is not salt. Sea salt is the good stuff. I recommend staying away from Himalayan salt because Himalayan salt does have some heavy metal content in it. But if you look at sea salt, sea salt does have some microplastics in it. So you got to be careful, make sure you're getting it from a good brand because most sea salts out there have, uh, they have the uh, microplastics in them because of the pollution in the ocean. So be aware that uh, the, the regular Celtic sea salt brand is a good brand. And also the Premier Labs Pink Salt is a little more expensive, uh, definitely more expensive. But can you really put a price on your health? And good salt is really important because minerals are something that are really important these days because our body is so, it's, it's essential. There are actually, Dr. Joe Wallach spoke of 91 essential nutrients. So out of those 91 essential nutrients, 60 of them were minerals. Mm. So that's the majority of the essential nutrients. Essential nutrients meaning they're essential for your body, but your body can't produce them. Right. And soil is mineral deficient these days. Right. And the plants can't produce minerals. So they'll only soak up what's in the soil. So when you have plants growing on the same soil every year, eventually that soil becomes mineral deficient. And that's what's happened these days. Most people are mineral deficient because our food is mineral deficient, which leads back to our soil. So if you're not getting a table salt in your diet, you're going to be mineral deficient. And right. same with iodine. Iodine is so important. Most people are deficient in iodine because it used to be added to breads, but now it's not. And back then, they would add iodine to breads, and people, they saw a lot of health conditions were going away. And then some genius decided it'd be a great <laughs> idea to remove the iodine and replace it with uh, bromine or, or bromide. I don't remember which one it is, but that's what's considered an iodine antagonist meaning it will bind to the iodine receptors because our, our body's uh, recognition system for iodine is very primitive. So iodine and, and uh, fluoride and chlorine and, and bromine look very similar on the atomic level. So the body will go, oh, if I don't have any iodine, I'll go for this lesser quality iodine, but it's not iodine. It's what's called an iodine antagonist. And these iodine antagonists are showing, showing up everywhere in our, in our environment. You know, we know where fluoride is, chlorine, right. and then there's also, well, there's also, I think it's either bromine or bromide, but it's in breads now. So people are consuming this, and what happens is it binds the, the receptors, and it causes issues in the body. Now, as soon as you take iodine, kind of like give your body that essential nutrient, mm-hmm. your body is going to get rid of those iodine antagonists because now it has a higher quality iodine. Now, meanwhile, these iodine antagonists aren't even iodine. So if you have these, these uh, you know, these, the iodine antagonist in your body. Ideally, you get them out of your body and replace it with good quality iodine. The best iodine I have found 
is Ian Clark's iodine, which is what I talked about on the Ben Greenfield podcast, because it's the pico size. So part of the iodine particles are, are size uh, pico, which is smaller than nano. So it goes through wow. the blood-brain barrier. So your brain gets iodine benefits. This episode is brought to you by the Homeschool Buyers Co-op. And what is that exactly? Well, it's the world's largest buyers club for homeschooling families. Founded in 2005, they're a family-owned and operated business dedicated to providing top quality curriculum at the lowest price possible. And the best news yet, it's completely free to join. But if you use my referral code MOTHERHOOD, you automatically get 5,000 points, which translates to cash to buy anything that you would like on the website. And basically, school districts get discounts. They have buying power, but rarely do homeschooling families have that kind of clout. And so by joining a co-op, you automatically get entered into that. You you are part of that community. Uh, Their website for you is homeschoolbuyersco-op.org. Again, use my referral code. Check it out. You know, as someone who struggled with doing virtual learning last spring due to COVID, I have definitely been checking out some other options. And yes, that includes homeschooling. And so being a part of a co-op where you actually have buying power is essential if that's the route you want to go. Right. So So obviously iodine is huge. What else would you recommend is absolutely essential for the person listening who's like, ah, this is too much. I can't do all this. Like what do they absolutely need to have in their fridge, in their pantry so that they can optimize their, their lives, at least up level? Look, the first thing I want to tell to someone who's eating the standard American diet, uh, who wants to raise healthy kids is, and it sounds so basic and we've heard it so many times, but it's just getting more vegetables in your diet. And some people say nine servings of vegetables, which is a lot of vegetables, but your diet should be primarily vegetables. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that Bulletproof or the ketogenic diet might not recommend or recommends a high fat, extremely high, right? High fat, high protein diet. But I believe you should incorporate a lot of vegetables into your diet and yeah, find a way to make them delicious. I know personally, when I make sauteed vegetables, add a little bit of cumin, which I'm a big fan of recently. I've been adding a lot of cumin to my dishes, a little bit of chili pepper or cayenne pepper, just a little bit. Cause I know as, as a kid, I know I would always hate when my dad would overspice the food. It was fine for him, but for me, I would just I hate it. It was too spicy for me. So <laughs> add a little bit if you're making it for your kids and learning how to season is ideal. Seasoning changes the flavor. It's a complete game changer. And also spices and, and herbs or herbs, whatever you'd like to call them, are the medicine in Chinese right. medicine. Chinese medicine would refer to the herbs and spices as the Chinese medicine, not the food. Right. It's not use food as your medicine. It's the herbs and spices that are so potent. And you look at the mm-hmm. top highest sources of antioxidants, it's all herbs and spices, except for chocolate, which is number five, or not chocolate, cacao. Mm-hmm. So it's really, and, and you look at cloves, number one, the highest source of antioxidants, you're not going to eat a spoonful of that because you're going to be rolling on the floor. But incorporating <laughs> a little bit into your diet, it's also anti-parasiticum. It's got great properties like that. Add it to pumpkin pie or my favorite sweet potato pie, which you don't use cloves for. You use cinnamon and you use um, nutmeg. Mm-hmm. But it's really delicious sweet potato pie. And sweet potatoes are a vegetable. Now, they're a little higher in starches and sugars, so it's not something you should be eating every single day. However, it is a vegetable-based pie that tastes delicious, and it's great for you. So looking at sweet potato pies and stuff like that, really getting in these swaps into your diet and avoiding a lot of the junk food and, and pastas and processed food, sticking to vegetables. And, and you can make delicious soups. Like I just made this broccoli soup yesterday, mm. which is really simple. And I, I would, you know, and you can learn about seasoning and making food from, you know, you can watch Gordon Ramsay on YouTube. But the, the problem I found with Gordon Ramsay is he'll get you really excited about, about 
not garbage, but but foods that are not good for your brain. For example, a lot of the stuff he makes are fried or like like mm-hmm. like uh, not not like deep fried, but you know, like he'll make a, a vegetable saute fried in, in olive oil. You don't want to fry anything. When I make my vegetable sautés, I add water to it, just a little bit of water, and then I mix it around and I add more water so that it evaporates away, but I still have something to prevent the food from sticking to the pan mm-hmm. and burning. Okay. So I slowly add a little bit of water until I get to the point where it's perfectly cooked and the water has evaporated. That's the secret. That's the sweet spot, and that's how I highly recommend cooking your dishes. You can watch Gordon Ramsay, but I've, I've done it in the past. It gets you really excited. You try it out, and you end and you up feel making a big mess, and... The problem with damaged fats, and this is something that's really important, make sure you read the label and stay away from sunflower, safflower, or canola oil. Mm-hmm. Canola oil, because most of it's genetically modified, and sunflower and safflower and canola oil, because they are extremely sensitive oils, and by the time they leave the factory, they're already rancid. The problem with rancid oils is when your body tries to make cell membranes out of the rancid oils, the, the cell membranes are not flexible, and so they're very, they don't function properly, and then... You know, and, and I do believe there's a link there in yeah. skin cancer and, and damaged oils. Because when your cell membranes on your skin are made out of damaged fats, and then the sun heats those fats up, I think there's a correlation there to skin I cancer. Do I don't know. I know that I never wear sunscreen. My brother never wears sunscreen. And we never get burnt because we're used to the sun and we've developed our own defense mechanism. I made a video on, on why sunscreen is uh, it's just titled, uh, Don't Wear Sunscreen Until You Watch This, right? Uh I know I'm really great with titles, but <laughs> but it's really it's really important to know that these these uh, these tips because a lot of sunscreen out there is actually an endocrine disruptor, and endocrine right. disruptors are you know uh, for those who and don't how know, many people every single day talk yeah. about wear your skin. I never wear sunscreen, and I know that's yeah. very controversial as a woman, as like a woman in her 30s. But it's like I eat so much fruit. I find that that protects me from the sun. And I'll go for a run. Like uh, it's, it's not just the fruit. It's because your body is used to it. If you, yeah. For people who have not or who don't get enough sun exposure, for example, my dad works in the office most of the time. So when he goes outside, he does get burned. So we do have natural sunscreen. And most of the time he does use it because he doesn't want to show up like a, with a redneck to work. <laughs> but... But for most, like for, for me and my brother, we get sun exposure all the time. So our skin has a lot of melanin in it. Because think about it, the sun is an unavoidable part of existing on Earth. We've evolved over a million years to live on Earth and thrive. So it makes no sense that the sun, which is an unavoidable part of living on Earth, would kill us. We're not vampires all of a sudden, right? Right. Right, it makes no sense. Why would we evolve with this weakness? Yeah, so sunscreen companies can sell you more sunscreen. It makes no sense. Right. However, with houses and, and all this this advancement in technology, we're not getting enough sun exposure. And so we're vitamin D deficient and we don't have enough melanin protecting us from the sun in our skin. So if you go outside, don't go outside if you're not used to the sun and you don't have enough melanin. Don't go outside unprotected for too long because you're going to get burnt to a crisp. So be right. careful because if you don't have enough melanin, your body's not going to be used to it and you're going to need sunscreen. But slowly build up your resilience to the sun and that's going to help out a lot. But yeah, stay, stay away from a lot of these synthetic sunscreens from the spray on sunscreen, stay away from all that stuff. Uh, Dr. McCullough has a good sunscreen. This is the one I would recommend, or you can watch my video on YouTube about how to pick a good sunscreen and and the dangers. I know your videos on YouTube are so good. Like I'm going to be showing them to my son because I was, you know, in preparing for this interview, they're so good and they're so quick and you learn so much in a short amount of time and it's like engaging. So I want to make it fun for kids too. So yeah, I mean, honestly, like I get it. Like I'm into this this is so my wheelhouse, but it's like, I want to share this more with other parents and their children primarily because it's It's like, very, very important. Yeah. If you can get this early and then go out into the world, like you win. Because children, they like to listen to other children. They don't want to listen to more adults talking. 
Uh, and, and I used to watch a lot of documentaries when I was a kid learning and my parents would teach me a lot of information. Now, did I retain um, a lot of that information? Most of the time, actually, I did. And it's really helped me out in life a lot because, yeah. you know, regardless of what, uh, what field your child is going to go into, whether they're going to become an accountant, which, by the way, I don't think is going to happen because within like 10 years, AI is going to replace that job. And actually, within 10 years, a lot of people are not even going to have jobs. You might not have a job, not, not you, but my, our listeners might not even have a job in 10 years. If it's an analytical job or a labor-intensive job, right? Like, like, or if you're a cashier or a truck driver, you might not have a job in 10 years because AI is advancing so fast. But anyways, that's a, on a side That's track, a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another show. But if, you, but if, if uh, whatever, whatever field or, or area of expertise your child is going to go into, whatever career path they're going to choose, they're going to need to know how to eat healthy. It's one of those, those, those important skills that isn't taught in schools, which doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, it's like uh, this, is, this is essential for how long you're going to live for your performance and for, yeah, yeah, for your performance, which is a big one because that's, that's what school is all about, you know, teaching kids. And if, you're, if your brain can learn better because you have the right foods and the right building blocks, we wouldn't have those, that kid in class who needs to take an hour to, to get explained simple math, right? And that, right. that always or bugs has me, right? ADHD or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or all that stuff. I wonder why. Yeah, but, but we're not taught this in schools, which is really weird. Uh, it's a voluntary course in high school. And when we're taught cooking in school, which I did not, I did not sign up for, uh, I'm in high school right now, and then I got to say it's uh, definitely... Uh, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing school, but it's not up to date on the times right now. Like, right. In the history no, I totally learning, agree. And, and you can't you can't teach kids history that's just a bunch of facts. History is about learning from past mistakes and from growing and, and, and learning, you know, like learning from that and growing. And it's very, history can be very interesting. But school is not teaching you history. They're teaching you facts. It's like you're taking a story and you're turning it into a bunch of facts. Who cares about the date? It was a while ago. Okay, what can I learn from it? The date's not going to help me at all in my life. Now, I understand maybe it's important to learn this stuff, but who's going to remember the date after this, their exam? But learning these important lessons are something that isn't taught in school. And that's just history. I'm talking about there's plenty of other subjects. But obviously, that's not going to help our listeners too much. you got to teach your kids these important skills because they're not going to learn it in school. So that's if, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not exactly, I haven't done many, many podcast interviews like this where I give people parenting advice. Uh, and, and I'm not a parent. I'm a kid. But which I think is so crucial, though. I mean, because yeah, from you your point, get that of view, point of view, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's real. It's authentic. So, so get your kids involved. That's, that's the biggest thing I would say. And it's not rocket science. Kids want to be involved. Teach them. You know, your kid might be smarter than you realize. Just teaching them this information. I know my mom, uh, this is a little piece of advice from my mom's point of view. When she would teach me and tell me all this information about, um, about why you should stay away from these foods or why foods were really beneficial and really, uh, you know, really healthy and, and how they could upgrade, you know, like help you become healthier, upgrade your brain performance and make you smarter, all that stuff. When I was a kid, she would tell me all this stuff for, you know, a long period of time. And then it's like, she's like, am I talking to a wall? Like, is, is he getting it at all? Or, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then later she would see me talking to the neighbors and telling them about how great this food was, you know, whatever it was that day. So it's, it's yeah. like, maybe you don't think your kids are picking up on it, but maybe they are. And, and for example, for me, I was sharing it with the neighbors. So it's really, it's, it's really cool. And, and so maybe your kids are, and maybe you don't realize it at first, but, but stick with your kids uh, continue teaching them this information and, and you'll find eventually, uh, you know, you'll hit that spot and they'll start to relate and, and start to really uh, soak up that information. And, and it's and really fun it. to getting kids involved. 
Yeah. And, and I think and just, too, like yeah, I, your parents modeling that behavior, not only just talk, 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 but like actually modeling and cooking and yeah, yeah. showing you a really healthy way of living. Like that's And everything. then it's, it's important. And then also if you have young kids, don't give them, uh, don't put them on devices because I've seen so many parents who are walking their strollers and their kid is in the stroller on an iPad playing a video game. And first off, that kid's pretty skilled at the video game. I'll give him credit for that. But like, <laughs> how are your kids at such a young age being so glued to devices? How is that going to benefit them when they're older? And I find parents oftentimes think about themselves more than they think about mm-hmm. them kid, their kids. So they're taking the easier route. It's easier to manage my kids if they're on a device. It's easier to manage my kids if they're watching. I'm at the airport coming back from an event and there's this lady who's playing baby shark to her kid. I mean, really? Why? Your yeah. kid is, and, and it's these stupid songs and, and these cartoons where it's almost diminishing and treating the kids as these really, uh, really uh, kind of, I don't want to say dumb, but really, you know, uh, really yes. dumb creatures, but kids are very intelligent. And it's like, it's like Dora the Explorer. Oh, how are we going to get over this puddle? Just move around the damn thing. So <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, showing this stuff to your kids, and and they're thinking like that. It's gonna it's gonna because because kids it does dumb them down. It does because because kids are like um, I don't want to say like a block of clay, but but the way you but the way you sculpt them is going to kind of help out in the future. And mm-hmm. you got to be very aware because it's these early years from up till uh, people say up till age seven, which I guess it could be up till age seven to twelve. Uh, you're the role models and what you do, they'll start to mimic. And, and there's the certain catchphrases that you start to repeat. They will start to repeat eventually. And also if you're teaching them, uh, you know, and, and you're actually engaged with them and you're, you're, you're doing stuff that might be a little bit harder. Like for example, I'm not getting your kid on kids on devices. Sure. It's a little harder to deal with because when your kids are plugged, you can just leave them alone and they're not complaining. But if you're, that's going to affect them when they're older and be aware of that when you're doing that. But most parents aren't taught how to parent because that's not something that's out of schools either. So. Well, and especially now, like life is so much different than it was for my parents or even your parents, you know, it's like changing by the year. Like you said, in 10 years, so many people are going to be out of a job. Like it's changing yeah, that it's fast. It's crazy. It's uh, technology has advanced more in the past 20 years than it has in the rest of history. And, and it's, it's uh, I, I can't say the same for, nowadays because smartphones really aren't improving that much and apple's just releasing the same phone with one more camera and calling it a new phone but besides that <laughs> and, and selling it for more but besides that uh there's technology that is advancing very fast quantum computers are a thing now self-driving cars are a thing and they're getting even even more uh, advanced which is scary to think uh we might get to the point where self-driving cars are the only car you're allowed to have because yes. the manual cars or the uh the human driven cars could be a liability Mm-hmm. So that's a scary future, but at the same I've time, I've definitely had that conversation too. Like, get ready. Like, your rights are are going to be diminishing. Like, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and then there's also the whole thing of like, uh, you know, I'm sure Elon Musk can remotely control your car if he wanted to, uh, and right? remotely shut it off. Tesla has that power. Yeah, so it's a great, great. It's really cool. Yeah, car, we have we have a Tesla, but, and I'm and like when we're doing the self driving and everything, like it'll stop if it senses you know another car, whatever. I'm like, we have really like no control over this if they so choose. Yeah, and I mean, I, I am a, re- a really big fan. Or I was a really big fan of Tesla. I think it, I think it was it's really cool their cars, but uh, you know what's going on right now. And you look at Elon Musk, his his net worth has just I don't know if it's doubled. I think he increased by forty three million yeah. due to the pandemic. Because it's following the elite's agenda of the, the the greener future and getting away from oil. I don't know uh, what the whole plan is about that. I, I know for sure uh, global warming is definitely not as extreme as they make it seem. 
And it's and a lot of scientists will say it's actually the sun going through certain cycles, and we're gonna hit uh, an, a mini ice age, you know, within the next maybe by twenty thirty or I don't know mm. exactly when it's gonna be, but um, so maybe that's their plan. Oh, look, we applied all this uh, these great these great uh, kind of environmental savers, and now we've hit an ice age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what their plan is with that, and that's a whole other conspiracy theory realm, which I don't want to get into. But <laughs> but it's it's. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll dive into that with Luke's story on his podcast. Oh, for sure. For sure. But also like, that's the thing too, like having these kinds of uh, conversations where you could go this way and that way, like that is just such evidence that your brain is firing. It's working. Yeah. It's open. It's, it's curious. Like, yeah, well, I've, I've done a lot of research in that area. And actually that's one of the things also with kids. I find that, uh, you know, as, as a kid myself, the kids are very curious and especially in their early years, they might ask you questions and you go, I know the answer. Like that's such a such a simple answer. I can't right. And, and to, to you, because you've been on Earth for so many years, you might think to yourself, it's not even worth answering, right? But kids are so such curious little things, and, and they're and they're new to this world. So and 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 so for them, it's it's new information, and it's it's uh, it's exciting. So feeding that curiosity, and and kids are really curious. So if you can use that to your advantage and and teach them. It's, it's the greatest thing and getting them really excited about making food. Like I remember when I was, yeah. when I was three years old and I would get so excited about, about making a smoothie in the morning. And, and I would, uh, I would say we, we'd put everything in the blender and I, I would envision it being a rocket ship. And I was sitting on this, the chair, you know, or, or on my dad's lap and we'd go three, two, one lift off. And then we'd turn on the blender and go, and I was so excited about it. So getting kids involved like that is really fun. And for parenting, that's pretty much the best thing you can do. So yeah. That, that's my advice uh, for for that. And obviously, you know, a p- parenting is not my main expertise. It's <laughs> upgrading your biology. And I highly recommend actually you do get get my book for your kids. Uh, not, yeah, not let's because, talk about your book. Yeah, What's yeah. The premise. Yeah. So, so it's the biology of greatness. So the biology of greatness is how can we upgrade our biology to unleash genius? And I'm a I'm a fan of reading, but to, but most of the time I don't like books because it's like if in your high school essay where you have to meet the word requirement, so you're adding a bunch of filler to it. I find a lot of books are like that. So yeah. you read a book and you're like, you read a whole chapter and the information that you were given that was actually practical is like half a paragraph. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what a waste of time. I wrote this book to make it super packed so that it is super refined and you read it and it's so practical. So I do recommend reading this this book by like two or three chapters at a time so you can start applying it into your life or you can just read the whole thing in one sitting. It is 200 pages and there are 30 recipes in this book. And these are recipes I've crafted over three years of cooking and I love cooking. So being able to design a chocolate cake that has no flour in it was a challenge, but it was it's a great result. And that's in the book. Cupcakes that are gluten-free, that are delicious, and I don't really use almond flour that much in my recipes because I find it makes it just taste like. I, I hate I, it. I know. I, hate I, it. I know. <laughs> I, a lot of people are recommending gluten-free bread made with almond flour, and you taste it, and it's it's just it tastes like pure almonds. And it's like I like almonds, but I'm not gonna eat that as like uh, <laughs> as a main food, right? And and that's too much nuts. It's not really that healthy. Yeah. But but like making a delicious a delicious cupcake with with delicious icing that is healthy is is a challenge but it, it came out with an it's just an amazing result and it's in the book there are so many more recipes than just desserts in the book i also made i make ice creams in the book and i teach you exactly how to make healthy ice creams they're all cane sugar free they're all gluten free uh, they're vegetarian and and there's also detox blasts and and everything you really need all the protocols you need 
And they're really great because if you make these recipes with your kids, not only are they going to have a healthy breakfast, healthy lunch and dinner, they're also going to have a fantastic dessert. Mm-hmm. And when, and the, the part of this is when you show your kids that there are delicious desserts that they can make that are healthy for them, it's so exciting for kids. Yeah. You know, I, I know I was, I was so excited whenever my dad would make delicious cakes, delicious uh delicious cheesecakes and it just got me so it got me so excited as a kid and I believe that because my parents raised me that way kind of rubbed off on me and that's why I'm such a passionate chef you know at this age 1000 percent, 1000 percent. yeah so and then like you ate that and then you you felt how you felt and then you ate junk and you felt how you felt doing that you have yeah. that comparison most kids just always feel terrible and they think that that's yeah. normal and I rarely like I rarely ate junk because I was so educated uh, I think I, I had one marshmallow and that's pretty much it. <laughs> wow. So very, very clean. Uh, and that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much uh, all there was to it. And what about uh, caffeine? You know, What's your take on caffeine? So for coffee, I don't recommend drinking it. I do recommend coffee enemas for detoxification, but I recommend saying, I, I know, I know in middle school, I was quite surprised because a lot of kids were actually starting to drink coffee, yeah. coffee in grade eight. Doesn't surprise like, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. So, and, and I know a lot of kids will have Starbucks now in high school and I see a lot of that. Don't give your kids coffee. Caffeine is like a, um, I wouldn't say it's like a drug, but at the same time, it's not, it's not something you want to be, it's like, it's like sugar. You, you have that spike of energy and then you crash. It's like taking all your energy and exerting it all at once instead of slowly releasing it throughout the day to to keep you fueled. So now chocolate does have a slower releasing uh, caffeine uh, or or stimulant. So it will last longer and it won't have that dramatic of of a crash, but I still prefer uh, reducing my consumption of too much chocolate because it can be very potent and you could get that crash. And also don't eat chocolate before or after 2 a.m. Oh, sorry, not 2 p.m. So don't eat chocolate or any stimulant or cough caffeine uh, after 2 p.m. because that is going to that is going to ruin your sleep. And now, unless, of course, you're at a party. And in that case, you know, you can go wild. <laughs> but just, just be aware of that. So that's my take on that. Back to the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of information there on how you can... Um, how you can live a healthy life and upgrade your biology. And a lot of it, you might think, oh, is it just applicable to adults? It's also applicable to kids too. And so, so there's a lot of really, you know, like I said, there's the recipes in the book, there's travel hacks, how you can still upgrade your biology while travel, while traveling, what, what to do with water. And because, because I never drink bottled water because of how, you know, how, how full it is of microplastics. Yeah. Every single bottle of water has at least uh, 13 to 12 microplastics in it. So we don't realize it because they're small, but there's plastic in it. And scientists have, have done, done, uh, they put these water brands under a microscope and, and pretty much all the brands out there that are popular, uh, for bottled water that, it, you know, it's a plastic bottle. I don't know where the plastic comes from. It could come from the bottle itself, Yeah. but you I don't want to be consuming in. plastic. It's an endocrine disruptor. And I can get into more about why plastic is, is, uh, not something you want to be consuming, but I think it's pretty common sense. Uh, it, it's pretty, it's not rocket science. Just don't consume plastics is something you want to stay away from because it will damage your health. So I never drank from bottled water. And that's one of the tips we get into in the book. I also get into alpha brainwaves. This is athletes number one best kept secret for performing at their peak. And I'm going to teach you how to apply that into your life. I also get into how I was able to lie in the snow for 14 minutes and just swimming shorts. And then I also get into the, uh, a lot of nutrient dense foods and how to combine them correctly. So you can upgrade the absorption and the essential mineral, the 91 essential nutrients and which ones they are and how to add them into your life. And then I also get into, uh, I also get into one of the things I talked about on Ben's podcast, poop hacks, which is <laughs> not a comfortable topic for most people. Uh, but first off, how to do a coffee animal correctly, and then also 
analyzing your poop because you can tell a lot about your health from your poop and looking at that is uh and, and yeah get your kids involved in that too because oh they would love it's it such, <laughs> it's such a simple hack but your gut microbiome is 70 percent of your immune system and if your poop is not good then that means your gut microbiome is not healthy so you have to make changes to your diet and i get into how to make changes to your diet to fix uh, hard poo or softer poo and it's a crazy topic to talk about it. and people might feel uncomfortable about it but it's your body, and you can tell a lot about your body from this free biofeedback that comes out every single day. And yes, you should be eliminating every single day. And if you're not, then you're entering the that's realm of constipation. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And I think, too, it comes back to immune system, but it also comes back to feeling happy, yeah. feeling positive, feeling well, optimistic. Production isn't yes. And, it, and so many people are on anti-anxiety meds, antidepressants, and they think that that's, again, just how their life is going to be. And there's, yeah. so, there's so much hope out there. And I think people like you putting this message out there is... It's beautiful. And I'm just, yeah. I'm so honored that, you know, you're on the show spreading that. If you'd like to get your copy of the biology of greatness and you'd like to uh, save, save money and support, um, you know, and support you, right. Uh, people can head over to the biology of slash unstressed. And I guess it will be in the show notes. So yeah. you can get your copy there. And by the way, I do package every book uh, myself and I also sign it myself. So if you want the book to be autographed, for your kids, then send me a message on Instagram at the Daniel Bissonette and I will autograph it for them. Just let me know your name and then let me know the name of your kids that you'd like me to autograph it to. And I will autograph the book for them. And it's just always so nice to get a, a book with an autograph for your kids and to give it to them. So, yeah. yeah. And you can so tell let, you're let so passionate you like about like, this is your truth. You are living it. You are spreading the word. Like, I think it's just such a beautiful thing that you're doing in the world. So thank, thank you. you. Okay, but I do have some rapid-fire questions to right. finalize the interview to send us out. Okay, you ready? Yeah. True health is? Um, I would say when your body and your brain is performing at its optimal level and you don't feel like you have to, uh, like you have to take a break or like you're running out of energy or brain fuel to perform. Love it. I'm grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for, well, I'm grateful for my family and the way I was raised. And I'm also grateful for the time I was born in because these are interesting times. And right now what's going on in the world is, uh, it can, can be seen as a great opportunity. And I see this is, this is the turning point where, you know, a lot of people can benefit from this information. And if they had this information, their life would be dramatically uh, improved because of most people's diet these days. Love it. And last one, what is something that you've learned in your life, in your 15 years that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Well, uh, I, I, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I have any, uh, any, well, everything that's in the biology of greatness, I wish someone would have handed me that book when I was younger, mm. uh, but obviously it wasn't written yet. So I, I just released this book. It was a, it was a three year project. I rewrote it multiple times because I started writing the chapter when I was 11 years old and I finished when I was 13. So when I was done, I'm like, oh, Yes. So I read the first chapter and it's like an 11 year old wrote it. So the, the mm -hmm. writing is so different. And then when I was 13, I, the, my writing was much improved. So mm -hmm. I, I left it for a year and then got back to it, rewrote the whole thing in a week. So wow. that, that all the information in that book, I wish someone would have given me that book when I was, you know, seven or eight years old. Um, but, but then again, I, I am very, very grateful with everything, that, uh, all the information that I know at this point. And I believe it's a journey and, you know, it's important. You know, there's, there's a, everything happens for a reason and, I'm, I'm really grateful with, with where I am right now and I'm looking towards the future and how we can help more people. So Absolutely. Yeah. I hope Absolutely. I answered your rapid fire questions. <laughs> no, it's Perfection. so good. 
And you know, when the world does start opening back up and you're back on the speaking circuit, I think you're going to be changing even more lives in person. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. If Because uh, yeah. uh, apparently a new pandemic might be coming. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Bill Gates has hinted to it multiple times and he seems to be Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was way. able to predict this pandemic in 2015. So I don't know. Yeah, isn't we'll that see. interesting? Isn't that interesting? What a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look into it, I recommend, if you want to look into it more, I recommend looking into the pandemic uh, film. Uh, yeah, I've pandemic seen film, the part two. Yeah, it's, it's a good mm-hmm. one. After everything I've researched, it, it kind of summarizes it uh, all up. Yeah. But look into it and, and always question things. But at the same time, look on the bright side of things. Like I know I'm really grateful for the coronavirus because um, it has allowed me to focus more on my work because school was from home. And so that saved me a lot of time. So I am looking uh, for the on the grateful side of things. But at the same time, a lot we're pretty much uh, the con- the economy is going to suffer from from what has happened from the lockdown. And, you know, we're reopening now and some places are back on the lockdown. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when schools reopen. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever just do your own schooling, do homeschooling, just so you can focus on your writing, your work? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Because that's what I'm doing with my boys now, which I never thought I would do. And it has freed up so much time. And it's been a beautiful thing. Yeah, well... Yeah, I, I don't know, because right now, uh, um, you know, it's it's always, my parents are like, it's always good to have a backup. So focus on your work, and then you can also go through school, and, and you don't have to be like a like a straight A student. Just make sure you're getting good enough marks and, and passing. But, so that's what I've been doing lately. Um, more and more I continue, the more and more I want to switch over to homeschool. But homeschooling mm-hmm. is the same curriculum, and I'd have to focus on the same work. And I might as well get it done at school. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it used to be for the socialization because I'm a very, I'm an extrovert, yeah. but the socialization in school is not high quality at all. So it's just their consciousness, the information that they know, and the, sometimes the comments they make, and they blindly trust everything that their parents tell them and on mainstream yeah. media, what they're told. So yeah, I just it's interesting. can't stand it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time, thank Daniel. You. I'm so looking forward to reading your book. I can't wait to get yes. my copy, and uh, I hope you have a great day. Awesome. Thank you. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out on your social media, Instagram stories, and tag us at Motherhood Unstressed so we can share it back out and keep the conversation going on these important topics. Also, make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss out on an interview with an amazing guest or our weekly guided meditations every Wednesday. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. This is my line of organic USA-grown hemp that was specifically designed to help you, the listener, battle stress and anxiety naturally. And what CBD does is it helps your body's own endocannabinoid system function better. So you're sleeping better, you're experiencing less stress and anxiety, and you're able to get everything done with an overall feeling of security, of groundedness, of calm. So if you would like that in your life, head on over to motherhoodunstressed.com, click the shop tab and use the code podcast to save.